Well, hello, my lovely listeners. It's been a whole seven days since we spoke. Well, it's probably been eight days. It's been seven or eight. You know, math isn't really my subject. (laughs) No, I'm really just trying to do the math. Yeah, because I'm recording this a day late. Y'all, I am so, like, I really get my days mixed up. Like, I truly thought that to, I thought that yesterday was Tuesday and I realized that it was Wednesday and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I need to record a pod, but it was way too late. And I really do not like giving y'all like the tired Adri. Like it's just, I can barely deal with like energetic caffeined Adrian. So can you even imagine tired Adri? Side note, I've given y'all so many tired Adri pods and like (laughs) I don't know how y'all feel about them, but they're probably like not that good. So here we are. Welcome to the (laughs) Audacious Adri Show. I'm Adri and I'm here, you know, because I want to bring us all together. My mission is to bring awareness to our current conditions so that we can improve our physical, mental and spiritual health so that we can live abundant life right? I want to have honest discussions and give you tools so that we can help others on the journey. So join me. Join me. Come on. Get your ear pods together. Get your headphones together. Get your sono speakers or whatever you like to use. Get Let's get ready. Get your popcorn. Get your coffee. And we're going to have a cute little chat. I'm Audacious Adri. I'm a 30-something, don't be nosy, (laughs) from upstate New York. Go Bills! I recently moved to California to cure my depression and follow my dreams. Navigate with me, will you, through all of the things in this COVID kind of world. Okay, so how was my week? My week has been good. I mean, we're we are closing out summer in 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 California. We're closing out summer. The weather's getting a little bit chilly, and by chilly, I mean it's seventy five and eighty instead of like ninety. It's been a really hot summer, but we are we are in the fall. People are bringing out their sweaters, and pretty soon I'll see people in in their full on winter gear, which is so funny to me because it'll be like sixty five, and people will have on snowsuits. So it's <laughs> it's real interesting. The leaves fall here. The leaves fall. I'm like, wow. So it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, the, 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 the seasons change. And, and, you know, I am from Western New York and it's the most beautiful place to experience autumn, the East coast. And especially like, um, the Great Lakes area is the most perfect place to experience fall. So it's really exciting to experience it somewhere else. So I'm ready for it. I've been wearing my sweaters. I've been wearing my leather skirts. I've been kind of, I got rid of a lot of that stuff because I didn't think I would need it, but I was in San Diego and San Diego is a bit different. San Diego um, is so close to Mexico. It's basically Mexico. And I remember I was uh, a Christmas, Christmas, it was 70 degrees and sunny. So it's going to be experience. It's going to be interesting to experience, um, winter a little bit north of of San Diego so I'm excited I love I love fall I love the flavors I love the colors I love a good sweater I love a good boot oh my goodness I'm about to rock my boots so I'm I'm really excited I don't really care about pumpkin spice I drink chais every day so I'm all, like I'm way ahead of pumpkin spice we are 
we are advanced. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it to all happen. But, um, as far as my week, it's been good. You know, I, (laughs) I shared along with my, with my friends on, on Instagram, follow me at audacious Adri show. I traveled like an hour to get this pizza. I hadn't had pizza in months. Like I make like my own pita bread pizza, which is not the same. It's still good, but it's not the same. So I hadn't had pizza in months there's like so many vegan places, but not a lot of them do pizza. Like pizza is a very specific ministry. So there's a, there's a place out here with a very vivid and thriving pizza ministry. And it's so good. I had a buff, I had a Buffalo cauliflower vegan pizza. And when I tell y'all, and it has ranch on it, which is, I was never a ranch person before veganism, but I kind of, I kind of got to pick my battles and it's just, it was just the Lord was speaking. Okay. The Lord was speaking to my taste buds. So that was really good. That was honestly the highlight of my week. What else did I do? You know, it's just been, it's been church. It's been working and, you know, doing this pod and also, also shameless plug on every, well, it was on Mondays, but we're switching it to Sundays. Bible and tea with Adri. We're going to do this every Sunday, probably about nine o'clock some ish in the morning. I kind of like to do <laughs> when I show up, when the Lord tells me to show up. I'm not, you know what? I'm not even going to blame this on the Lord. I'm going to keep it 100. I do it when I can. Last week we were on location. We wanted to go to the beach because it was so beautiful and we ended up showing up at 930. So you know, I'm a, I'm on CP time. You know, if you don't know, now, you know, I'm a black woman. So I'm going to show up when, when, when we ready. So <laughs> follow me on IG and we, we we're going through Mark right now. We're going to try to go through the gospels. I don't know how long we're going to go through the gospels because sometimes when the Holy Spirit speaks, we might be in Ephesians or we might be in first Timothy or we might be in Psalms. You never know, but I, it's been, it's been incredible going through Mark where Mark, I believe we're going to be in Mark six. Um, or Mark seven, if I'm not mistaken. And we're, we're going through when Jesus was, when Jesus first began his ministry, he was baptized and the devil, while he, after he was baptized, he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and the devil came and and tempted him. He first tempted him, um, by questioning his identity. He secondly tested him by having him, um, test God, um, by saying, you know, kill yourself. If, if you, if you truly are the son of God, throw yourself off this mountain and let the Lord catch you. So he tested him by testing his identity, his, his, he tricked him into suicide. And the last thing he did was offer him fame and power and, and, and fortune. He took him to the highest mountain and said, like, if you bow down and worship me, I will give you everything. And I, and I tied that into, I paralleled it with this idea of fame, this idea of celebrity, this idea of being an influencer that we have in society. And it, you know, this theme has been really, really just on my heart as I'm in LA and I, you know, in Hollywood and just celebrities are everywhere and I see them all the time and I'm noticing a lot about them. And I really want to have a discussion about that today. So will you join me in having a discussion about fame and celebrity and influencers and what I, what I seem to notice that a lot of them have in common. So let's talk about it. (laughs) 
So I've always really been into like celebrity Hollywood culture. I grew up as an MTV VH1 generation. I watched a lot of MTV, a lot of VH1, a lot of E-True Hollywood stories. I've always just had a fascination with, with celebrities because I always just thought like, what makes them so beautiful and what makes them so special and what makes them so smart and why are they so different than from, you know, who I am? And, you know, I was recently, I have a little segment on my, on my IG called Adri Hot Takes and you can check it out if you, if you like. And I often just talk junk or just, you know, ask questions about things in society that just make no sense to me. And I give my opinion, kind of what I'm doing here, but it's like a quick version. And what I feel is that the media tricks us into thinking that celebrities are different and that they're special and that, you know, they have something that we don't have. And maybe they are, but to me, they are just regular people with talents and gifts. And one of the things that I've learned through my walk as a Christian, as a Christ follower is God has given every single person a gift. Every single person on this planet has a gift. You can be an extraordinary plumber. You can be a fabulous baker, or you can be an incredible model or actor or singer. And certain careers and certain talents are celebrated and they are rewarded with lots of money and some are not. You know, everybody knows somebody around their job or around their school or around their church that just gives all that they got for their job or for their calling and they you know they may not make a lot of money or they may not get a lot of recognition but you know oh Mr. Johnson is so good at what he does and I often think about this you know like we think about athletes and we think about musicians and how much they're paid for what they do and there's just like teachers like I have there's teachers in my life that completely changed my life there are when I worked, I when I worked and used to go to a church um, in my hometown, there are people that served relentlessly. They didn't ask for a thank you. They didn't ask for anything. They often did jobs that nobody wanted to do, and they never asked for anything. And they may have been struggling financially. I remember there was a homeless guy that used to serve, but like he didn't get a million dollars. But like somebody that's really good at dribbling a ball makes a million dollars. So you know that's that's how life is. And I always wondered why certain people get rewarded and other people don't, but that's just not, I, I, I don't have the answers to that. So I, so I do know this, God has given everybody a talent and God has given everybody a gift. But one thing that everybody doesn't get is this, like, they don't get the chance or the option or the, I guess we say like the luck. And I don't really believe in luck, but I'm just saying it for wits and giggles um some people get lucky and they meet the right person and they're in the right place at the right time and they they happen to make it now I don't know what what creates that and I don't know why the homeless man that can sing better than Usher is is homeless but while Usher is you know making millions of dollars and that's not for me to to figure out but sometimes some people get really lucky and they make it and what i what i have ex- what i've seen in my studies and in my many years of just studying celebrities is they are really not that different from 
regular folks. There's really not that much difference. But what I have noticed is that a lot of them struggle very hard with addiction. And I just never understood that. Because I think to myself, wow, you have such a beautiful life. You can go anywhere you want. You have freedom. You know, you're kind you're not really your own boss. Some can become their own boss, like like my good love, my good sis, Beyonce, like Beyonce owns her own record company she doesn't really take direction from a lot of people she does probably like she just did like black is king and the lion king with disney so like she she doesn't normally do interviews but she had to like do promo and interviews because they were her boss at the time but you know like let's just say beyonce um she's a billionaire so like who who's really gonna like check her right and and it's like these people have all these amazing things, but still a lot of them struggle with depression and anxiety and some some often die by suicide. You know, I've been having a reoccurring thing where I feel like I keep seeing um, Anthony Bourdain. This is a complete side note, but I feel like I keep seeing him around L.A., but it's it's not he's not with us. So. And I, and I just felt very attached to his story. I always wanted to have a whiskey. I don't, I'm sober now, but I've always, before I was sober, I was like, you know, it would be so great to just sit down and have like a whiskey with, with Anthony Bourdain. Um, but unfortunately he died by suicide and just like Robin Williams, I grew up watching everything that Robin Williams was in. And he also unfortunately died by suicide. And I always wondered, you know, what, why why do these extraordinary people with extraordinary talent have such bad addictions so you know i i i started thinking about addictions and you know how they've affected me and i just started to personify these bigger than life bigger than life figures and just sit and think about what they you know have gone through and how it relates to my life and I think about the things that I've gone through and I've struggled with drinking you know drinking I didn't start young with drinking I mean well yeah no actually lie (laughs) I did start young I started drinking about 14 years old and I started drinking because it looked cool it looked cool on tv um, and I used to pretend that I would, okay, I'm aging myself, but remember Zima? Y'all remember Zima? They say Zima is like the most disgusting drink ever to like been made ever. I think it's like a malt beverage, probably like a Smirnoff ice, but TV made it look so cute. So my family knows this. When I was a kid, I loved drinking Sprite because Sprite looked like Zima and I would get really fancy cups at my grandma's house and I would drink my Sprite in a cup because it looked like what they were drinking on TV. And I, I grew up around like Sex in the City and Sex in the City, they would drink the Cosmopolitans and I would like, I would try to, I would get like, like, I would get juice like any kind of juice that we had and I would sometimes put Sprite in it because the Sprite would dilute it and it would look like a Cosmo it would look like a cocktail so I you know we never I never thought about how much like TV and shows and a lot of the because they're in bed with a lot of these alcohol companies come on y'all so I would often see even smoking like I wanted to smoke because smoking looked cool you know and I would pretend to be drinking and I thought it looked so cool. And so I started to drink in probably around ninth or 10th grade. And I remember I had, I had vodka and I took a chug of vodka and I was like, this is disgusting. I'm like, no one told me that I thought it was going to taste like Sprite. No one told me that vodka tasted literally like, 
like poison. I mean, it is poison. No one told me that it was going to taste like death. So I had it and I was like, this is so gross, but everybody was doing it. So I ended up learning how to drink. And I, my friends at the time taught me how to mix alcohol with certain things and it would mask the taste. And so we would drink. And then I, I started to understand like drinking makes you feel good. It makes you feel free. Everything is funny. Everything is fun. You have no inhibitions. And so that I was really fearful as a child. I always had talents I always loved being in front of people but like regularly like I was kind of mousy and kind of a little like afraid I would still talk to people I would still exist I would still have a lot of friends but I still had like this like underlying anxiety so it helped my anxiety go away but one thing they don't tell you about is that awful headache and what people don't tell you about is the loss of your control and so I've ex- I experienced that for years and I drank and I binge drank you know in my 20s we drank uh, Tuesday through Sunday. We took Monday off because no bars were open on Mondays, you know, and generally like we had Sunday fun day and football and we kind of just, we, it just by Monday, we just had, we had enough. We'd go, you know, we'd go out Wednesday, we go out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, take a day off Monday, go out Tuesday, do it all over again. And I did that for years and I really struggled with it. And it, I mean, I, my story is very similar to probably most 20 year olds. You just go out and then you just start, oh God, I got to stop doing this. Or, you know, some people don't stop, but I took, I took some time off, um, before I decided to give my life to Christ, like for real, for real. And that was in 2013. And then the pandemic came around. I mean, I still drink, I still binge drink like a little bit, um, starting 2015 when I left, um, when I left the church, like for like, I was kind of 60% out of the door with church and I started to go out again and I started to get that good feeling again. And it was so fun. And then the pandemic happened and I was drinking heavily every day. I was drinking scotch every day. Y'all like, I was like, I don't need vodka. I no, give me scotch. Like it was, I had built up a tolerance and I finally stopped drinking, um, for, for good around, a little bit around the election. So around the election of 2020, we celebrated in the streets. Big whoop, big mistake. Like that's a whole nother episode. But I didn't even eat that day. And I went out and had bottle service. And we had a wheelbarrow of White Claws brought to us. So it was really, really bad. And I I just, it was bad. And I started, started getting sick from binge drinking. And it wasn't pretty. And so... I I decided, I said, you know, I don't like losing control. I don't like spending money that I don't have and just messing up. So I I need to, I need to stop this. So I decided, I just decided, I said, I'm not going to do this anymore. And, um, let's see, New Year's 2020, I decided no more. So I celebrated New Year's with sparkling water and kombucha. It was like, I think it was like, mimosa or champagne flavored kombucha which is quite brilliant it didn't taste anything like champagne but it was really nice so that was that so that's really been my journey with drinking and I noticed that a lot of my favorite celebrities have struggled with drinking have struggled with alcohol and you know as I've been going through this journey of sobriety I always wondered like what what would make me drink like what would trigger it and it would be it's something to do. It's very social. It's fun. Um, it, it frees you of your inhibitions. It makes you th- forget about what you're going on, what's going on. But I realized at the end of the day, it it was freedom from my triggers. 
or it was a response to my triggers. Forgive me. It was a response to my trigger. Something would trigger me and then I would pick up the bottle, you know? So I had to realize what my triggers, my triggers were, and I had to respond accordingly. Like for instance, something happened to me this week that was not my favorite. It was kind of unfortunate. And back in the day, I would text my group chat and I would say, y'all, where are we going tonight? Happy hour on me. And we would go and then we would keep going and we would keep going and keep going and keep going. And, and instead of planning accordingly and doing what I needed to do to fix the problem, I would spend hundreds of dollars and wake up hungover and be late to work the next day. And it would just be a domino effect, you know, but instead of having other ways to deal with my trauma and having other ways to deal with my problems, instead of taking the easy way out, doing drugs and and drinking is, is an easy way out of dealing with your problems. You're not dealing with them. You're just, you're putting a bandaid on them. You know, I, my grandpa is no longer with us, but growing up, he did a lot of like home repairs himself. He was sometimes frugal about things. It's probably where I get it from. And sometimes when something broke, he would just, he would rig it. <laughs> I remember there were things that I, he, he had a car that he had given me and it was kind of falling apart. And if something was broken, he'd, we'd duct tape it. We would make it work. We would make it happen. And that just kind of was how we did things. But I feel like we have this like frugality about our lives and about our problems. We just put a bandaid over it instead of going to the therapist, instead of dealing with our issues, instead of dealing with why certain things are happening to us. And also some things happen, like life happens, like there's circumstances that just tend to happen. And, and, but we just don't know how to handle it. So we need to have tools and we need to be firm into why, into, into dealing with these things. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I think there's a couple of ways there's there, you know, there are ways to deal with the issues that we have. And this is this is the ways that I feel that are good. You know, I'm I always let y'all know I'm not a licensed professional. I'm not a licensed professional. But these are my ideas. And these are my opinions. You know, I think that it's important that we can can consult a physician. You know, addiction is a mental illness, but it does do things to your body. And you can talk to your doctor about how there are ways that they can help you with your addiction. Sometimes it may be medication. Some especially if you're you're dealing with opiate opiates, opiates or you're dealing with certain um what do you call it? um pharmaceuticals, they may help you overcome and they may help with the side effects because coming off of addiction can be very difficult. You know, you can go see a therapist because a lot of addi- addiction is a mental illness it's a it's a thing that we struggle with in our minds it's not because we're shitty people and please excuse my french but it's because of of trauma it's a trauma response or or maybe it's because of ptsd or different things that you've been through in your life you know there's different programs that you can be in you know and uh um alcoholics anonymous is one one of them narcotics anonymous is another one and there's the 12 step program that's has been millions of people have have gone through these programs and have been very very successful with these programs um i i truly believe and recommend to leave behind the people and places you participated in with these things you know i had to move i moved away from 
the people and the places that I grew so accustomed to that just welcomed me in. And I mean, I became good friends with bartenders that they wouldn't even, they would just greet me, would give you a scotch, here's a shot. You know, I became friends with these people. And a lot of these people I do love and I still see them and I still, or if I'm in town, I see them and I give them a big hug and they mean well, but it's just important that you get out of that out of the environment that you were in prior because it's only feeding the addiction. I would definitely, number one, recommend getting a faith. I recommend Jesus. He's a 10 out of 10 for me. He's 11. Honestly, he's a 100 out of 10. Jesus is is the best remedy, best remedy for that. I I quit um, alcohol and, and cannabis cold turkey because of Jesus. Without Jesus, I would not have been able to do that. I'm not saying that it's not important to get some help um, with therapy and with a program, but that's just how I did it. And I'm very thankful uh, for, for God because God God's grace and God's mercy helped me. Um, doesn't, doesn't mean that I don't crave, doesn't mean that, you know, I don't, I haven't messed up, doesn't mean that I haven't, you know, made mistakes, but Jesus completely helped me to be able to overcome those things. Um, it's important to have a a support system. Some people call it a sponsor. Um, someone who can tell you when you are wrong and hold you accountable. So it's important that you are in community, like with the 12 step programs and with AA and NA, there's other addicts that are around you and other people that have struggled with the same thing that you've struggled with and they can help you and somebody that you can talk to. Um, I would definitely suggest exercise. Exercise is a great way to, when you're dealing with anger, you're dealing with pain, you're dealing with a lot of these negative feelings that you feel um, exercise releases endorphins that make you feel good. They make you feel happy. They give you energy. They make you feel wonderful. So I would definitely recommend getting, you know, getting into some kind of exercise program. You know, I go, I just go on YouTube and I type in whatever there's, it's free or you can join a gym, but I, I love YouTube and YouTube is great for me. Or just take a walk, just take a walk, take a walk when you feel, when you feel, you know, how you feel and especially nice to go on a walk with somebody else and just talk it out or go on a walk and talk to the lord he's the, he's a great listener y'all <laughs> he won't interrupt <laughs> um i definitely suggest joining a local church um a lot of churches have different programs and community that you can be in and where you can talk about what you're what you're going through or you can join you know like a discipleship group or a bible study or a prayer group I have my bible study um bible and tea with Adri every week I would love to have you it's everybody is welcome you know there's there's different there's different things that you can do and and I I would definitely suggest to pray and ask God to help you and ask him to take away the desire that's what I did and that's where I went wrong um, in the beginning of my sobriety. I never really asked the Lord to help me. I just kind of said, well, if I'm going to be a Christian, this is I'm just going to put the bottle down. But I never asked for help. I never asked for the Lord to kind of lead me and guide me. And that's where it, why it was so easy for me to just pick it up again. I didn't really, I was kind of doing it on my own and my own strength. And when you're doing things in your own strength, it's just, it's not going to work out. I definitely would suggest learn new ways to deal with stress. Um, I had no idea to deal with how to deal with it. I had no idea. That's the only thing I knew was to either bury myself into work. And then after I buried myself into work and I got completely stressed out, I would go drink for, I would binge drink for the entire weekend to deal with the overworking. Like it's just a vicious cycle, y'all. It's a vicious cycle. 
life is really something, y'all. <laughs> I I just want to tell y'all that I love y'all so much. And I understand. I've dealt with my share of things. I've dealt with my share of obstacles and my share of addictions. And I just want to let you know that I'm here for you and I'm praying for you. And I just want to give you the opportunity. I well, I always like to do this every single episode. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal savior, I want to invite you to have an opportunity right now. You can just say, Jesus, I recognize that I am a sinner, that I sin, that I mess up oftentimes and I need you to help. I, I need your grace. I need your mercy and I need your love. For the Bible says that all fall short of the glory. Everybody messes up. Everybody is a sinner. We are we come into this world as sinners, but we need the blood of Jesus Christ to wash us clean. So you just say, Lord Jesus, I know that I've messed up. I'm I'm letting I know I'm admitting that I'm a sinner and I've I've fallen short of the glory. But I recognize and I know and I proclaim that you are my savior that you're that you died on the cross and you rose in three days and that you are the son of god and i give my life to you right now thank you father god and that is it you are saved now when when you die because everybody dies you will not burn in an eternal fire but you will go to heaven and be with the lord forever and in in a beautiful eternal life where the streets are paved with gold and the gates are pearl. <laughs> and and there's just so many beautiful things I can say about heaven. But I always say it's better to have God and not need him than not have God and need him. You know what I'm saying? And I can ask if you want to ask questions or you need any help or if you need to be directed to a local church, I would love to help you with that. Please hit me up at, Aud- at Audacious Adri Show on IG. And I'm so thankful that you are here. Please consult your doctors and your therapists if you need help, if you have questions about addiction. And I love you all. And I'm so happy that you decided to come to the Audacious Adri Show today. I thank you so much and we'll talk to you again soon.